This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. boys are back, back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is Reception Perception, the show. Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Coe, Matt Harmon here with you, and you are listening to Perception, Perception, The Show. Matt, how are you doing today on this fine Tuesday afternoon as we record here today? I'm doing great, James. Um, You can feel, uh, you're you're definitely starting to feel the weight of that extra week before the draft at this point. Um, You know, listen, no disrespect to Chris Collinsworth, but we're, we're so long into the draft process that... I saw a tweet like an hour ago that in Chris Collinsworth's final mock draft, he mocked Hendon <laughs> Hooker to the Chiefs at the 31st overall pick. I'm like, and in the idea of like, well, the only way the Chiefs season is banged is if uh, is if they lose Patrick Holmes. So let's get him Hendon Hooker. I'm like, yep, we let's that'll be enough. We need it. We, we're, we're just killing time now before we actually see these damn picks. So uh, I'm I'm ready for it to be Thursday. I'm well, shoot. I'm ready really for it to be Sunday so that we get the 100%. whole thing done. And I mean, but yeah, I love the draft. Uh, I'm just ready to get to the draft at this point. Yeah, I love the draft too, man. Uh, just the talking points and all that stuff. And, and you get to kind of learn about these guys uh, from an interpersonal basis as well. Some of the packages that they put together on NFL Network and ESPN, I think are great too. So oh, yeah. uh, learn a lot about the people um, that are entering into the draft, which I think is a lot of fun too. I, I mean, listen, you and I, we can sit here and pop up YouTube videos and game tape and, and those kind of things, but uh, what's great about the draft show in particular is that they do the work, you know, they mm-hmm. really do the work in terms of trying to find good stories on some of these folks and, um, and, and kind of just round them out as people, man, not just prospects, they're people too, you know what I mean? <laughs> so there you go. But Hey, listen, we got a great show today, uh, for the folks out there because, um, we're going to talk about some, you know, uh, incoming rookies here, some prospects, if you will. I want to talk about tank Dell out of Houston, Marvin Mims. These are two guys that, from an athletic profile are very, very different. Uh, their games are very, very different. Um, and I, and I'm, and I'm a little torn on how each one of these guys will go, uh, in the NFL. So of course we've got to talk to Matt Harmon about that. And, and of course they've got their full profiles up on reception perception, uh, com. So go check that out. Uh, but I want to start the show off with, of course, the, the hot topic, Aaron Rodgers now officially a New York jet, uh, the jets, uh, I'm not sure what they were thinking here, honestly. And, and I think the, the, the overarching, you know, thought in the football space is that they got fleeced. As a matter of fact, the word fleeced was trending on Twitter 
when the trade oh, went no. down. That's how many people thought the Jets did poorly uh, in this trade. Not only did the, the the Packers get a pick swap, moving up two picks, they got the they got the second, which everyone assumed that they were going to get, but they also got a conditional first rounder. Rodgers just needs to play 65% of the snaps in this upcoming year for the second rounder to, to, to float into the first round. Man, I don't know what the Jets were thinking here, um, but they could have just waited and waited and waited the Green Bay Packers out. There's no way the Packers are going to carry that cap charge going into next season. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, 65% of the snaps is like 12 games. You know, he plays 12 games, he'll 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 make that. Um so crazy. And, and by by the way, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play that amount of snaps, there's a good chance that the Jets suck and that will basically be like a high second round pick. So exactly. that's kind of a, a win-win for Green Bay there. Um Unbelievable. Look, I actually like the no shock, I'm going to be the centrist on this trade. I like this trade yeah. for both sides um because for the Packers side of it, look, you we're moving on from Aaron Rodgers. Like right. if you think about it that like it is a lot for them to it's a lot to get for a player that you were done with. But it's yes, just tough because a that player that that you were that player you were done with though is still a two-time MVP from the last three seasons. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like it, I I, I understand that they were yeah. not going to just give Aaron Rodgers away. I mean, they would just I guess they just carry the cap charge and wait him out and you know, I mean if he doesn't if he's on the roster he doesn't show up to training camp and stuff like they can start to find him. It could get really messy. Um, but anyways, like, but from the jets point of view, look, you, it's, it is, there are no ideal situations when you're in the spot that the jets are in, because we have to remember that they are in this position because they whiffed hilariously, hideously, awfully bad on the Zach Wilson pit. <laughs> And there's no, there is not like a comfortable pair. There often are no parachute cords to rip when you've made this, this massive of a gaff. So if you have to maybe overextend yourself a bit to find a, not a perfect solution, because there are obviously risks with Rogers. Like the guy said he was 90% retired almost 40 days ago. Um, You know, (laughs) that that's obviously a little concerning. This might be a one-year band-aid um then obviously there are questions about Rodgers but look for you to land Aaron Rodgers as your consolation prize for hey we screwed up epically on the second overall pick and like we got to salvage something this is a good roster this roster is ready to go right now we have young players that that Rodgers can can help develop I, I think it's a like again if you have to overextend yourself a little bit I I like the move for the Jets uh it to me like I would have been fine if they just gave up the 13th overall pick this year and just gotten hmm. it done. Like they had to get it done because there were no other options for the Jets. Like, and I think the longer I know that people think the Packers have the you know no leverage or whatever, and but I mean, it doesn't matter. The deal's done. But like, I think too when you think about the fact, like the longer this goes on for the Jets, the weirder the vibe gets around it. You know, like you want them in the building, <laughs> you want to be able to have the press sure. conference, the whole thing. So just get it done. Like I'm just glad it got done, honestly. Just get it done. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree with that, man. But I will say, though, and we've harped on this many, many times on the show. Uh, but again, it's like if you're making this move, don't move Elijah Moore. 
Like that's the move yeah. that to me didn't make any sense, right? If you're making this Rogers move, don't move Elijah Moore. But we've harped on that. So uh, the, the one thing, the one thing actually that I, I've you know, because again, I think it was it was over 40 days ago, almost like 45 days or something that um, Rogers was on the McAfee show and said he intended to play for the Jets and his time in Green Bay was yeah. done. So it's crazy that it's been this long. But <laughs> the one thing that my opinion about this has changed since that day and since we've talked about it first on the show is that I pretty clearly think that. The Jets are going to be a they want to be a pretty similar team to what they were last year. And that was a team that ran the ball, played good defense. And like they their 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 solar system orbited around Garrett Wilson and and Brees Hall. They don't want to necessarily be like this is not Peyton Manning going to the Broncos or in breaking passing records or or Tom Brady going to the Bucks and throwing 700 passes a year and like outrageous stuff like that. They don't have the ecosystem for that now that it's, you know, Garrett Wilson, who I think Garrett Wilson's a stud. You know, I put the stat out today mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter about how, like, he has a superstar ceiling because, you know, he had an 81.2% success rate versus press coverage as a rookie. And the the entire list of guys who have done that since 2014 in their rookie season hit 80% success rate versus press. CeeDee Lamb, Michael Thomas, Tyree Kill, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Odo Beckham, and now Garrett Wilson. So again, those, <laughs> those, are, like, those are like all the best receivers in the NFL, right? Yeah. Those are all superstar yeah. level players. Yeah. So yeah. if yeah. you have a Garrett Wilson as a, like 130, 140 target plus player, um, and then you have Alan Lazard as a role player, we'll see if Corey Davis is still on the roster. Um, they could it. still add a couple of receipts. Yeah, I, I kind of doubt it too, but um, they're a little thin there. That's for sure. Like this is a team that wants Brees Hall, who had an ACL tear, but a pretty clean ACL tear uh, to be sort of the figurehead of their offense. And they want Rodgers to, you know, and they want Rodgers to be an efficient passer. And when Rodgers was an MVP in 2020, 2021, he ranked 13th and 12th in pass attempts. So I think they want to have a similar, you know, offensive approach to that. And I think if if you're shipping off Elijah Moore for assets, like, by the way, the Elijah Moore pick is the one that went back to Green Bay um, in this trade. So I don't know. I, I, I'm i not – obviously, I liked Elijah Moore. I'm a huge Elijah Moore fan. But I just think, like, the Jets, if part of getting Rodgers in the fold was losing Elijah Moore and still keeping to your offensive identity, I'm not necessarily going to kill him for that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I, I totally hear that. But like I said, man, I think what makes the NFL, what when teams separate themselves, Matt, uh, it, it's when they become specialized in something and it forces other teams to adapt to them. Right now, what they've got from, from an offensive perspective is a very ordinary, I don't want to say ordinary, but it's nothing special. They yeah. have a, 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 a good to great quarterback, okay, but he's not, Let's be real. Uh, at this point in his career, he's it's not like he's a top three quarterback in the NFL, right? So he's Probably good to great. Um, you've got a great wide receiver in Garrett Wilson, and then the talent level behind him falls off the map. Alan Lazard is an average player. Mecole Hardman, we're not even sure he's starter level. Okay, no, yeah, so I don't think so. Uh, so we are really, really um, 
scraping the bottom of the barrel here in terms of talent for pass catchers. I mean, Tyler Conklin, okay, maybe. I, I mean, again, we're talking about a a rotational starting tight end. Okay. I love Brees Hall. You know, I love Brees Hall. I've been touting Brees Hall for, for an entire year now. Right. So no, I love Brees, but again, he's coming off of an ACL. So when I look at this offense from just a paper standpoint, talent standpoint, I think from a talent perspective, I think they're, they're slightly above average, you know, but when you add Elijah Moore into the mix and man, how, how often how have we seen this on teams when you have a guy that can, make everyone slot into their more natural positions. The offense just, mm, it just starts yeah. clicking, man. You know what I'm saying? So I thought they made a real mistake there, but I, I totally get what you're saying. If, if that's the, if that's the linchpin that makes the deal work, obviously you got to make that deal, man. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I do get that part about it as well. Uh, I want to get your, I want to get your thoughts on, on this comment though, from, from Douglas who said, Making this move for Aaron Rodgers is a quote unquote great thing for Zach Wilson. Okay. And he also followed that up by saying Zach Wilson has a quote unlimited ceiling. Uh, I politely disagree with you, Mr. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, uh, come on, bro. Come on, Joe. What's going on? Don't say these things. Come on, man. I, yeah, I mean, I guess you can't just go up there and say, like, F Zach Wilson. We're done with Zach Wilson just because it's, like, so – I God, man, I, I'd almost just ship him, like, for any pick you could get. Like, Agreed. A seventh round because totally you just don't want – Totally agree. The, the nightmare for Jets fans is, like, you know, I don't even want to, like, like, knock on wood. I don't, don't want to put this in the universe, but, like, Rodgers gets hurt week four and, like, Zach Wilson's your backup quarterback and, like, oh. you see old number two trotting back out there. It's just so toxic. Like, his teammates are openly celebrating that, like, <laughs> hey, Brees, Hall, Brees Hall has Aaron Rodgers as his profile picture on Twitter. His, Aaron Rodgers is his pro in, back at Cal. He's his profile That's picture amazing. on Twitter. That's so, I mean, amazing. like, your teammates, your teammates are so excited about the fact you're done with you. It just it, – I would just get him off the roster so you don't even have to answer questions about him anymore. But they do seem to, I do kind of think they might have themselves in this weird little brain pretzel where that Aaron Rodgers, because him and Zach Wilson have had some sort of um, bond, like friendship a little bit, like they've texted and communicated before that they, that he might be like good for uh, Zach Wilson in the room. Just the thing with Zach Wilson is like, it just, it, no, it's just not going to happen. Like guys who are guys who are that uncomfortable <laughs> under pressure don't suddenly become comfortable under pressure, and 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 it just it's going to fix itself. Like I don't know. I like he he maybe maybe if he develops it, I don't know. But I I just I it's crazy to me. I'm I'm curious what you think about from the Packers standpoint now. Yeah. Um. Because look, the Packers obviously it sucks that it has ended in this horribly frosty way, and like. But it is such an it's an end of an unbelievable run with Rodgers there. I I know they only won one title, but he was so good. You know, you couple with the fact that he like he got he replaced a legend in Brett Favre and became better than Brett Favre. You know, it's it's a hell of a run. And now they move on to Jordan Love with an offensive roster that needs a lot of help. Like, 
Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I'm, I'm working, I'm moving on from the rookies now charting and I'm, I'm working on the guys that are going to be on the site on May 8th, you know, which is the, um, with a giant move in the background. Oh my God. Uh, but, um, you know, <laughs> good, good <laughs> those are the guys that, thank you. Those are the rookies from 2022. <laughs> the rookies of last year are going to hit the site on May 8th. And I got started on Christian Watson, obviously, because of this whole thing. And dude, like, I just don't think Christian Watson is the number one receiver. Like, I think he's no. a. I think he's like a highly volatile, like a Martavis Bryant. My prospect comparison mm-hmm. was Martavis Bryant, like a volatile number two receiver that has high highs, but some low lows. Like I, I it's kind of nice that they ended up with a 13th pick and maybe jumping new England. Cause I think they need a receiver. I think they should take yeah. a receiver in round one. Cause that depth chart will. is, I think they will too, because I could see how they used to justify, like we don't need to invest in receivers. We have Aaron Rodgers, the ultimate teammate elevator. We'll j- and we have, by the way, they also always went under the Kill radar me. that they had the best effing receiver in football. Like, yeah. get Aaron Rodgers some help. Oh, he just happens to have the best receiver in football, Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers falls off in 22. Gee, I wonder who left the offense in 2022. <laughs> right, um, exactly. So I think you could exactly. justify not making those investments previously. But now with the pick swap to get up to 13, I mean, maybe they just end up taking a lineman, which, by the way, that's not the worst thing in the world either. But um, I, I do think they, they need pass catching help there to make the Jordan Love thing work. Yeah, I mean, they definitely need O-line help as well. They've got an aging O-line uh, that is uh, fragile at best. Uh, but you're right, the the pass catcher's there, man. They got Christian Watson, uh, Romeo Dubs. Um, and then who was, their, who was their wide receiver three, dude? Like, uh, I think it would be like Samaje Torre right now who had like one no, long No, really? I, think, I mean, yeah. there's, I, don't, I don't know anyone else on the roster. I, I just pulled it up. Bo Melton, Jeff Cotton. Who are these guys? <laughs> I feel like Bo, Bo Melton was drafted by the Seahawks in the seventh round last year. I Good thi- God. I think. Um, Bo Melton, yeah. Jeff Cotton, and Samori Torre. Come on, dude. I know Torre got some run uh, last year, but golly, that, that is, that's got to be the worst pass catching group uh, in the NFL. Has to be. Yeah, Torre had uh, five, <laughs> five catches last year. Um, he did have that one long touchdown uh, against the Bills. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, listen, I, I contend that nobody spends more time on wide receivers than me. I don't know who Jeff Cotton is. Okay. (laughs) I don't know who that is. Jeff Jeff Cotton is a Madden creative player, dude. What are you talking about? This is not a real player in the NFL. Get out of here. Uh, Yeah. So like any of these, I mean, JSN, I think would be awesome at the 13th overall pick. Like would be great and you know because perfect I think they just need some perfect fit. so perfect i think they need somebody that's steady you know somebody that's a really steady player there a guy that gets routine separation in short to intermediate areas because christian watson right now i mean again the far even the farther you go into the season when he was popping off like some, some touchdowns and stuff it's nine routes it's post routes it's slant routes it's kind of what i've said about christian watson even dating back to his draft days which is fine that's it can be a really good player but I do think you still lack a number one receiver that Jordan Love on third down knows like I'm going to this guy when there's man coverage. I'm going to this guy early in the early in the route. He's my first read. He's going to be open quickly. And that does scream JSN to me. Yeah, Um, I just think I'm just going to go out on a limb and just say uh, I think they're going to get exposed. I think Green Bay is going to get absolutely exposed. They're going to get they're going to get torched this year. 
I don't believe in the head coach. Um, and, and I've said that very publicly for, for many, many years. And I think Aaron Rodgers has been masking a lot of their problems, uh, both just from a talent perspective and from a coaching perspective. Um, I think they're going to get run up. I, I really do. Uh, I, and, and, and listen, I love the running backs. We, we just talked about their, their wide receivers being, you know, not NFL caliber. The running backs. Great. Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. That's an awesome one, two punch. Um, if their offensive line stays healthy, um, then they could be they could grind out some yards on the ground, which is exactly what Lafleur would love to do. Um, but I, I, from a defensive standpoint, they they look a little sketchy. Uh, man, this offense is going to be a tough, tough watch. Man, it's going to be a tough <laughs> watch, bro. Uh, I, I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs>